What is going on, all you constant listeners? You are listening to The Flashcast on the DC Comics Geeks Nation podcast. And this is your host, Brian from Earth 16. And in this segment, we will be discussing the man behind the Silver Age Flash, Barry Allen, Carmine Infantino. What's going on, everyone? How have you all been? I've been doing pretty well. And I mean, I'm just really excited because the Flash premieres on October the 18th on the CW Network. So I'm really excited for that return. I mean, finally, the show is going to get back on after months of waiting throughout the summer. And I just want to give you guys additional content into what was going to, you know, additional Flash content so that way you can learn more about the flash and you know be just beyond the show like his you know his allies i mean the some of the stories or the comic book stories um from the flash i mean there was a lot of material to cover though but you know what it was i had a blast doing it and i'm really excited right now that the show has come back um it's going to premiere like i said once again on the 18th which is, i mean the 18th on the 8th which is i believe it's a tuesday and in addition to that um, i'm really excited for the upcoming um, Crisis on Infinite Earths event, and I've been doing a whole lot of reading on Crisis on Infinite Earths as well. I mean, this is an event where the world, all worlds collide and become one at last. And we're going to see a lot of that with the Arrowverse, which is going to see the um, this TV series Arrow um, end um, to make room for Batwoman and possibly other shows too. So the so actually, Oliver Queen's story doesn't quite end with um, Arrow. I don't think. I think it's going to continue on throughout these other stories. I mean, his his sacrifice, um, upcoming sacrifice is going to live on. It's going to affect everyone. But the legacy of Oliver Queen, of Stephen M. Mel's Oliver Queen, is going to live on with everybody, including the Flash. So could be really. It's going to be a really exciting season this year. Now, I want to go into Carmine Infantino and who he is. And basically, he's a comic book um, penciler who received the comp, who pretty much revived the comic book industry. I mean, he saved it from total extinction back in the 1950s and 1960s. It was around a time where comics weren't being taken as seriously as they used to be back in the 1940s around World War II. And Carmine Infantino, he's notably known for drawing um, the new and approved Flash, which we're going to talk about in a moment, aka Barry Allen, who debuted in the DC Showcase number four. One of the that's actually where Barry debuted. So we're going to talk about that a little bit in a moment. And just a little bio biography on Carmine Infantino. So Carmine Michael Infantino was born in May 24th, 1925, in Brooklyn, New York. And um, he was born to um, and it, he's he was born to actually an, an Italian American who was a saxophone player, and an Italian woman from Italy. So he comes from an Italian family, and his career actually um, didn't take off until he was in high school. And he attended um, the School of Industrial Art, which later was called the High School of Art and Design, and. He worked as an artist due to him being too young to be drafted into World War II because it was around the time where 
comics actually took off like around the 1930s when they came out with um, the Spirit made by Will Eisner, Superman by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster, and among others, and Batman created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Um, but it was around that time also too when the 1940s came. Um, pretty much all the men were drafted into the war. Most, you know, most of the men were drafted into the war along with the comic book creators, including Eisner. But Infantino was still pretty young. He was like around 15, I think, when he started out. So he took the reins um, working during the great, you know, during World War II. And he started off at Timely, which is now Marvel Comics. And he worked for a comic um, packager by the name of, I forgot who his name though, but I think his name was Charles. It's, I forgot the name, but he did work as a, he did work for a comic packager for a while and as an inker. And he was mentored by the Lone Ranger artist Charles Flanders. And at the around that time too, when he became when he was nineteen, he enrolled in the um, Art Students League. We're talking about Carmine Infantino here, of course. He enrolled in the Art Students League, and he attended the Brooklyn Museum of Art. And um, a little later on, Infantino has been known for his long association with National Comics, which is also known as DC Comics. And he eventually became where he eventually became the editor, but he's been known also for creating Batgirl Barbara Gordon. He also created the Black Canary, Ralph Divney, Delongate Man, among other characters. And he worked on the Golden Age Flash, Jay Garrick. He also worked on Green Lantern, Sentinel, Alan Scott, and the Justice Society of America. And during his time, he was quoted. He quoted this actually during his time when he was working as a young man in the comics industry, he so he says this, and I quote, I used to go around as a youngster into com- companies, go in and try to meet people. Nothing ever happened. One day I went to this place on 23rd street, this old broken down warehouse. And I met Harry, Harry Chesler. That was a comics handler, by the way, I forgot to mention. Now I was told he was a mean guy. He used people and he took artists but he was very sweet to me. He said, look, kid, you come up here and I'll give you a dollar a day. Just study art, learn, and grow. That was damn nice of him. I thought he did that for me for a whole... I thought, I thought, and he did that for me for a whole summer. And you have to understand, comics, comic book artists and writers and creators, they had to go through a lot during the Great Depression. They had to hustle. I mean, in Will Eisner's book, that I've read. It's a really good book. And actually, I have it right here. Sorry, I moved it a little bit. It's called um, A Dreamer's Life in Comics, Will Eisner. It was written by Michael Schumacher. I recommend that you read it. And it really delved into how much creators and artists and writers like Eisner had to, what they had to go through during the Great Depression. And just starting out even, because comics was a, was one of the industries that started from the ground up. It was born from during the Great Depression. And yeah, a lot of those writers had to go through a lot of stuff. I mean, they had a hustle. They had to go through being paid not a whole lot of money. And yet these were guys who stuck to their goals, who stuck to what they love to do. And now it's just creating, you know, writing, drawing, and creating these awesome stories. And yeah, so... It was really it was really interesting what guys like Carmine Infantino and Will Eisner, Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, among others, what they had to go through. 
So that's an example of that. So Infantino, I mean, eventually became DC Comics editor. He became the publisher, and then eventually he became president. I mean, and this guy, he was quite the hustler. He worked really hard. And he also worked on Star Wars and worked very closely with George Lucas. And he was also even known for reviving not only The Flash, though, but he also revived Batman and got him back to his noir roots with the help of John Broom. And here's, here's another thing. For those of you who don't know, as a DC, as DC president, he oversaw one of the biggest crossovers between Marvel DC and Marvel Comics. And that, my friends, was Superman versus the Amazing Spider-Man. And he worked closely with Stan Lee, who was actually one of his, his best friends. They were, they were buddies, and they worked together, and everything went so smooth. They were professional. There was no DC versus Marvel. It was just a collaboration between two friends. And it was a, also a meeting between um, one of the um, comic's biggest characters, Spider, you know, Superman and the Amazing Spider-Man. And as I always said, I mean, he is better known for revitalizing the Flash, as we know him from 1956 to 1967, with the help from scripts written by Robert um, Knaiher, which is what kicked off, again, which is what also kicked off the Silver Age of comics. So a little bit more on his work on the Flash, which again kicked off the Silver Age of comics, which again, revitalized the comic book industry. Because, I mean, around that time, as I as I mentioned before, this is around the time that the industry was tanking, okay? I mean, not a lot of kids were, you know, were reading comics, nor were adults, but when the Silver, when Infantino came along, that pretty much changed. I mean, more adult, more kids started reading comics, and, and also adults did, too, around this time, and that's according to the Will Eisner book that I've been reading, too. But it started to gain popularity, I think, with the Silver Age. It really helped revitalize the comic book industry. And it all started in the year 1956, when um, I like to call The Revival Awakens, kind of a stolen the title from The Force Awakens. But Carmine Infantino and um, Robert Cagner, the writer, were assigned to work on The Flash by then-DC editor Julius Schwartz. And it was Infantino who created Barry Allen's iconic flash suit that flash suit that we know and love today. And the suit was loosely based on Fawcett's um, Fawcett Comics Captain Marvel Shazam design, with the whole crimson and the um, yellow lightning bolt. And he also introduced Carmine Infantino was also known for introducing a new kind of sequential art. Now, for those of you who don't know, sequential art is a phrase coined by Will Eisner, which is basically a comic book technique used to tell stories or ideas in a sequence of images and words. So it's like an interplay between words and images. It's basically just comics in general. That's sequential art. And um, he created this new visual language, Carmine Infantino. He created this new visual language to depict the flash's speed using both vertical and horizontal motion lines to make the figure a red and yellow blur. And this really helped revive the Flash and kicked, you know, it kicked off the Silver Age of comics that we are so familiar with. 
And also, Carmine Infantino was part of the creation of the Flash of Two Worlds, which is um, the Flash issue number 123. It was drawn by Infantino, and it was where Barry Allen and Jay Garrick actually had their first meeting. And it, it also introduced the concept of the multiverse in comics. Now, it's also interesting, too, because I've read in one of the letters of Crisis of Infinite Earths that in Barry Allen's world, originally, Jay Garrick was actually someone he looked up to, but he was a comic book character called The Flash. So in Barry Allen's world, pre-Crisis, Jay Garrick was just a fictional character. Whereas in Garrick's world, Garrick's world was just like, you know, it was pretty much, you know, what would later be called Earth 2. He didn't know anything about Barry Allen. I mean, he was The Flash in his own world and all that. I mean, it was his own universe, basically. So... That story, Flash 123, introduced the concept of the multiverse, which we all know and to this day, we all know and are amazed by. So you have Carmine Infantino and um, the writer, Robert Kagner, to connect her to think for the multiverse, the concept or the conception of the multiverse, if you will. So Infantino became publisher, oversaw Superman versus um, the Amazing Spider-Man, as I mentioned before. And eventually became editor and president, but then he left DC after Warner Communications replaced him with a Juliet Kahn. And then he went on to do more freelance work than he did Star Wars. He did a little bit of work for Marvel. He was all over the place, basically. And now going Around 2004, he returned to DC briefly. Around a little bit later on, he kind of returned to DC, though. But then around 2004, he also had a lawsuit with DC Comics for the copyrights to most of the Silver Age Flash characters, including Wally West, Iris, Iris West, Captain Cold, Captain Boomerang, Mira Master, and Gorilla Grodd. And also, in addition, he also in addition to that, he also fought for rights to the Elongated Man character and Barbara Gordon Batgirl. However, the lawsuit was dismissed around 2004, and he did a final work for DC by creating the um, DC Comics Presents Batman Number 1, which came out also around the same time, September of 2004, as a tribute to the editor who assigned him to The Flash, Julius Julius Schwartz. And um, there were several tributes afterward. he did, um, unfortunately, um, but before I mention that, Carmine Infantino passed away on April the, um, I want to say it was April, no, it was April the 4th of 2013. He passed away. I think at the age of, I want to say it was around 89 or so, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he, he did pass away around that time, and, but you know, he lived a pretty good life. I mean, he revital- He was the guy behind the revitalization of The Flash. And of not only The Flash, though, but the entire comic book industry. He was one of the forerunners of bringing it to what it is today. Because if it wasn't for the efforts of Infantino and probably many others, I mean, we probably wouldn't even have comics as a medium. It would probably be, it would probably go the way of the dinosaur, this extinct. And there were several tributes to Infantino, one of them being that on the CW Flash, in Season 3, there was an episode called Infantino Street. It was where Barry battled against Savitar to try to save Iris, Iris, you know, Iris West's life. So that was, an epi- that was a kind of a tribute to Infantino. And another tribute was just that his nephew, Jim Infantino, 
became a member, you know, made a band called Jim's Big Ego, and they wrote a song called The Ballad of Barry Allen, which you can actually find on YouTube. It's it's a really cool song. It's a really poetic song. It just talks about the struggles that Barry has to go through as a flash and is dealing with having to tap into the powers of the Speed Force. So my final thoughts on Inventino is just that to me, he was a true pioneer and the one who saved the comic book industry. And he pretty much might be up there um, in the com- in my comic book, Mount Rushmore, along with Will Eisner, Frank Miller, Shuster and Siegel, Bill Finger and Stan Lee. And just a really hardworking workhorse and a hustler. I mean, again, back in the Great Depression, I mean, my grandma lived around the Great Depression. You had a hustle like anything. I mean, it was just nonstop because you had to survive because if you didn't, you were screwed. That's how crazy the Great Depression was, ladies and gentlemen. And to me, he's the father of the Silver Age Flash. And almost, and to me, he's also every bit like Barry Allen. I mean, he fought in the face of the comic book industry just struggling and you know what I mean? On the verge of an extinction. But like Barry Allen, the dude never gave up. You know, through his work, you can see that he was hopeful, that he was he just loved what he did, and he didn't care what happened. I mean, that sounds a lot like Barry to me. And if if that isn't Barry Allen material, I don't know what else is. But that right there, he's definitely like Barry. So that's gonna wrap it up for this flashcast on the on the DC Comics Geeks Nation podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. And also on Instagram as well. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at the boy at the um, Brian's Comics underscore one. And also don't forget to follow me on the Boy Wonder Press, um, where I uh, where I usually do blogs about I mean news related to like the comic book industry or the popular culture in general. So thank you all for listening. And as I always say, people stay ever so awesome. This is Brian from Earth Sixteen signing out.